You might want to put that in the front of the podcast just to catch people. <laughs> that first, them last 30 seconds that you just said, mm-hmm. take that and upfront that in the front. Like, oh, I got to listen to this. Welcome to Corners and Conversations. My name is Jeremy Strickland. I will be your host of this podcast. I am the founder of Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. My mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. Corners and Conversations will have different things such as guests, perspectives, different topics of discussion, and different ways of you to look at things. So tune in. Peace, family. Welcome back to Corners and Conversations. I am your host, Jeremy Strickland, and I'm accompanied by two distinct gentlemen. So we had a group chat. And I titled it as Migos, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it was a lot of Migos albums that was dropping and a lot of Migos energy. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? We graduated from that. So I renamed it to Three Kings, all right? So the purpose of that is we're building our kingdoms. And as Three Kings, we consult with each other about the things that we are doing and how we see ourselves going forward in life. So first of all, welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. So on one, I got... Jew, that's what we're going to call him, J-U. What's going on, Jew? What's going on? What's going on? And then my other king right here is Gil, G-I-L. All right, what's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah, man. I just appreciate you guys having me on, man. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have an open discussion, of course. That's what we usually do. But the conversation usually is, why are we not recording this? And every time we have a conversation, we're like, bro, this, this is some good content. Right. Every single time, mm-hmm. man. Every single time. And so we, we're in the quiet reading room. Of the library. And I'm going to tell you how gangsta I was in securing this. <laughs> so when I walked in, I said, hello, how you doing? Um, there's going to be two gentlemen accompanying me, and we're going to be having a podcast episode. It's going to be audio, no video. Would anyone in the library be disturbed by that? And I gave him the awkward stare. And all the staff members looked at each other and said, no, it won't bother us. And I said, I see you have these rooms here. Is it closed off due to social distancing? They said, well, you use the quiet room a quiet reading room to do your podcast episode. However, if somebody wants to go in there and read, you will have to leave. I said, okay, ma'am, that won't be an issue. So there's three tables and three chairs in the room. So I said, well, if nobody else could sit down in the room. Perfect setup. Yeah, they they can be in the room. So I snatched the other two chairs, and now we have the quiet reading room and turned it into a noise-insulated podcast studio. Christ. Mm -hmm. So we finessed that. So what we was talking about before I pressed the record button was my mentality as I'm going through this experience, all right? Mm -hmm. If nothing was never taken away from you, you would never have the desire to understand what it is that you truly wanted, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. So for somebody not to care would be the reason why you want them to care. That's a valid point? Makes sense. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. If, If somebody say... The way how you're going about something bothers them, you would have never considered that as being an issue. Mm-hmm. Right, right? Right. So as we expound on that, Gil, give me with something. Give me with something. What is it that we gonna talk about? Man, that's why, why we don't open up with the question that you started with. No Oh, the mentality question? You, yeah, yeah. About what, what was going on, what we had going on, and you started to go in first. Okay. And I stopped you. All so right. let's start there. Yeah, that's just one topic of the fifty we already discussed. Yeah. So <laughs> What I was saying, my mentality is through this experience that everybody knows as the COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm. And I was saying my mentality shifted because the reality that I was used to is being adjusted, right? So what ties into that is that when your environment around you change, your mindset starts to change with it, right. right? So do you believe the same way they take a lion out of a jungle and put them in a zoo, if they was to put the line back in the jungle, they would adapt to that environment. When you think of the mentality behind it, to yeah. go from being the hunter from being observed for entertainment. Yeah, because you're uh, permitted to new ideas and habits that you see around in your environment. If you're permitted to just seeing fishes swim and you're a monkey, what, what you think you can do? Eat a banana. <laughs> Yeah. You can think you can swim, right? Okay. Right, right. But if, you know, I put a monkey around other monkeys, then what that other monkey permits to do? The same idea of when babies are born, you know, ideally, they don't know how to talk. They don't know different type of languages. But you have a baby that can speak English and you have a baby that can speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. No, why? Because of the environment that they're in, what they're taught. So observational so, learning. Exactly. It's the behavior. Exactly. So what you observe can be 
become what you mentally manifest. Yeah. Yes, correct. It can definitely be subconsciously as well, but you don't even know it. Speaking of which, do you know, well, I'm told, I can't validate this or not, but 95% of what we do in our life is dictated by our subconscious. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that. That's why I, I, would, always, I would always go to sleep listening to uh, subconscious things on YouTube, you know, whether it be nine, ten hours long, just sitting there. Because when you wake up in the morning, the first 20 minutes of your day is the most important time of the day because your subconscious is still awake. Mm-hmm. Um, so you allow yourself to drill as much information in it as you can because in those 20 minutes, regardless of what you may think, the rest of your day is based off of those 20 minutes, what you think in those 20 minutes, because your subconscious is so powerful. And yes, it is. It is 95 percent. I was. Yeah, that's that's I don't know where you got it from, but we must have the same source. Right. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, oh, you got the, the YouTube link too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a YouTube suggested videos that I find myself doing a lot of con- consumption of. But I, I give it to you like this. A lot of people will look at social media or the internet, mm-hmm. you know, Google, YouTube, the two, two of my top favorite universities to learn from, actually. And they say it's trash. My question to you, Jew, is how is it trash? Is that a valid assumption? I would say it's not valid. It could be valid, but at the same time, that's a very vague answer. You know, if I tell you to describe why grass grow, an answer like, oh, from the earth is really vague. Like, I really want you to break that down as in why does it grow? What minerals are they taking in? Mm-hmm. What's the process of photosynthesis? You know, stuff like that. So oh, with oh, that oh, answer... Oh, you want to be specific. Oh, you want it over. But um, basically, like, saying that Google and YouTube is trash, ideally from my mindset, I would actually think that, okay, it's the actual content that you're, you know, you're exposed to. You know, it's the same equipped to people saying, oh, I'm going to take a break from Facebook and Instagram and social media because it can it can hurt you. You know, that tells me from an aspect that you're not using those type of tools to actually help. It's kind of like, OK, and then you, you, you're really going to come back, though. No, you're I really totally, going to come back. Totally people take a break, take, take a break and you come right. back. That's the equivalent of an actual crackhead going through rehab just to get back on crack. I, I was going to say an abusive relationship, but that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it kind of goes back to it, what we're saying in you know, the beginning. So you know? it's like you're never going to permit to that certain change like you want to unless you actually go and push for actual change from the small things, as in i.e. social media. What kind of accounts are you following? Who are you listening to? What are you watching? You know, those small things, like Gil said, with the subconscious mind over time actually plays a part. So to say that Google and YouTube is trash, I mean, that's that's real vague. Why? You know, because I'm always open-minded about those things. So I'm not hurried, hurried to shut you down and be like, hey, look, you're wrong. You know, I want you to tell me why. Tell me why is it trash. And then after that, we'll actually expose what are you doing on your end now, not to say, hey, look, you need to do this, this, and that, but I'll probably permit, probably like offer ideas like, hey, all right, so since you think, you know, YouTube and Google is trash, how about you look these two or three things up on YouTube and Google and you come back and tell me how to Change the algorithm? A- exactly. exactly. So, so what I heard was they get trash content because the, the operator is inputting trash mm-hmm. suggestions in the search engine. I mean, that's how algorithms uh, work because I can tell you right now, telling me something like that, the first thing I want you to do is open up your Instagram, show me your news feed, not even a news feed, show me your explore page, because your explore page is actually used off the algorithm that you're actually using. So when I see your explore page and all I see is, you know, I don't know, sports and, you know, gossip and uh, the shade room and, and fights and stuff like that, that tells me right there what you're most permitted to actually look at. With that, you know, YouTube and Google, that is being trash is very vague. You know, I want to actually listen to what, why is it so trash? Why do you want to take a break? I don't understand that, but people want to take a break from actual social media. Why? What is it? What is it that you want to take a break from? Oh, you know, it's it's toxic and stuff like that. Maybe it's you that's toxic because you're the operator. That algorithm within those actual social medias doesn't work unless the actual operator works it. You ever notice if you stop using the app for a while, they send you reminders. Like, check up on such and such. Look what this person did. Look what this person did. Because they need you to work. Ideally, it's people like that that's not really knowledgeable on what's 
what's really going on and how things work, that they have these type of opinions that's not factored in with facts. So when you don't factor in facts with your opinion, it's like, okay, you you stopped yourself from another viewpoint. So you're speaking on their perspective and not speaking on, you know, the obje- the objective approach to yes, it. Yes, correct. Correct. Yeah, how you feel about that? I mean, like they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure, you know? Mm-hmm. One man's caught it, another man's beat. That's what you say? You know? and, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, and in reality, you know, like Drew was saying, you know, it's based off of what you're, for one, you could be misinformed on something and not like it, you know? Some people mm-hmm. don't like sushi. They've never tried it. How are you going to not like something that you've never tried? Yeah, that's you know a valid I mean? point. That is. Uh, that really is. But, but in like another sense. always say you can't knock it till you try it. You know what I mean? I get mad people say, that. Oh, I don't need that. Have you tried it? That, that's not where we're going. I want chicken fingers, but we in the Mexican restaurant. I want chicken fingers. You know, damn well, if you got $100,000, you ain't about to go eat no chicken fingers. You go try some sushi, you know what I mean? Speak, speaking of which, I seen the post. I don't, it was somebody. I want to say it was you that posted. It was somebody who posted it, right? It said, if you can't manage $100, what makes you think you can manage $1,000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I posted that. What makes yeah. you think you can manage $10,000? You yeah. can't. It said, wealth, you don't develop financial literacy as you're getting wealth. Like, it doesn't work that way. It don't work that way. I was like, you see, I got 10 pennies in my car right now, and I haven't spent them, so I'm ready for (laughs) $10,000. The stimulus check was a perfect example of what they said. Put all the money into the world, it will go right back into the hands of the rich. True. Oh, yeah. Stimulus check is a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. True. Shout you out know. to Trump for the stimulus check because oh, I'm eating yeah. up there right now. Yeah, actually you pitching know. a second one. So I'm going to take that one and probably put on a credit card or something. That's going to be nice. <laughs> right. Gonna That's nice. going to go to another vending machine for me. Oh, fair. I, I use the first one to invest with. So tell me a little bit about that, man. I'm curious about that. that the What's machine. The, I know you got the it. You're holding machine? on to it. You're so, waiting for the right so you So you. Saying you got a vending machine for free, and that's how you building Basically, wealth yeah. off of debt. <laughs> yeah, so I said, look. So much for Trump everybody else being and... responsible. I'm going to pay off debt. I'm going to pay who I owe. I'm going to go buy me a, a business. And I'm going to start I mean, my yeah, business. Yeah, I, nice. I got debt too, but it's like, I want that consistent money to come in. I, eventually, okay. at that point, I'm going to send them a consistent check. When I get a consistent check, those, those debt, those people I owe debt to, y'all going to get y'all a check. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm gonna get me first. I gotta get me first. You know, is it based? Can off a rich of, person and a poor person be friends? They can. How? It's based off of the hustle. It's based off of the grind. Off of the understanding, the commonality that there's actually a rich guy that I do know. Uh, his father started off and, and retired very wealthy, and he, you know, caught on to that and he took it and ran with it. And there's also another rich man that I know, man that is still living check to check based off of. Uh, his father's actions giving him a business and he didn't know how to handle that business interesting but there are some not so wealthy people the lower class that just don't want to ever live that life for their next mm-hmm. generation so they'll do whatever it takes mm-hmm. in the beginning until they can get where they need to be mm-hmm. so is that a learned behavior as well yes yes i would say so all of it is a learned so the way how somebody look at somebody's way of getting revenue or like way of life mm-hmm. or whatever. For somebody who was never exposed to that type of environment, they just seem on the outside looking in, they will say, well, I don't have much. This person has everything. All right. They're taking stuff from me. Again, Basically, yes. Again, it goes back to trash and treasure. You yes. Know? When you don't have the knowledge, like, like ideally I look at it this way with us being an actual country, with um, capitalism, under the state of capitalism, a lot of people look at it as like they're taking money from us, this and that. But at the same time, the root the root word is capitalized. Okay, mm-hmm. so take them to school. <laughs> if if you would take out the time to learn something and be knowledgeable with it, then you can turn around and capitalize off for of that time, that back fr- um, frame time you use to get better at what what needs to be happening. So, like, ideally with me taking the time out from YouTube and Google to learn how to get into stocks and actually invest, I use that time to do that. Turn back around, now I'm capitalizing off the actual course because I went through that time being of all my, you know, ups and downs, majority of the time losses that I've learned from, and take that and turn around into a course where people don't have to make those same losses like I did. Mm. 
And they That's don't have called to, capitalism. And they don't have to do all the research because you're giving them a, yeah, a I'm central them a hub of yeah. information. They don't have to go through that time frame because a lot of people might work different. Might Some people work 12 hours a shift. Some people might have a whole lot going on with their families. But what shaped their imagination to have what I'm saying is on the outside looking in, somebody, mm. people love buying things, but they don't like to be sold stuff. Right. 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 So you have something that is a value. And they say, okay, for $30 will mm-hmm. be his online course. Mm-hmm. So for $30, why I need to pay you $30 to get information? For some reason, when you say I have something that is a value, mm-hmm. and they look at the price of it, the first thing they say is, you're trying to get over because you're trying to charge it. Yeah. But if you was to say, you have exclusive access to me for however long you want this for free, they'll be abusing it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, they would. They would. so if we change the mindset of it, right, because- I'll be like thirty dollars, man. What I could do with thirty dollars? A couple, like a couple, two exactly. months of Netflix. I like, give me, some, you know, some stuff. And I had, I had, I had somebody tell me that they actually asked me, like, man, thirty dollars, like, God, dog, that that's how much. And I'm like, that's tough. With this, yeah. And I was like, with what you've seen so far on my social media, what I made in the past couple months, thirty dollars, you can make that back in two minutes. I promise you. True. <laughs> and then again, you know, everybody's viewpoints can be different. So you can say, okay, mm-hmm. this is a little pricey for me. Let me go ahead and see if I can find a cheaper one. Right. Yeah, but at the same, so it, it, it might not be valuable to them, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, somebody's going to say, yeah. oh, well, that $30, that's a, that's a good price. And that was and the I whole point him. of me putting the prices was to like to actually funnel out those people that's just trying to sit here and waste my time when I can also be using that to gain more knowledge. I like it. So so, so the price is the the threshold of those who you know who is really, serious really, yeah, right. yeah. about going into Yeah, because I can tell you right now, if I show my inbox, my DMs is flooded with, man, how you got this? How you did this, this and that? And at some point, I was like, you know what? I can't really sit here and do and it just for everybody. For everybody. So what I'm going to do is make a course, make it affordable, not crazy, not no crazy number, make it affordable that way everybody there, boom, you get the link. If you're really into this, you want to get into this, boom, it's right there, $30. Oh, yeah. I promise you, you can make that back in two minutes. Because I know guys right now that are charging flat rates to have conversations with them on yeah. growing your just mind. Just a discussion. Yeah, just, yeah, a, just discussion. a discussion. I had a guy pay me. He offered to pay me, I think. I ain't going to say his name, but he was a lawyer. He paid me 200 to sit down and talk to me. But that's investing in you because yeah. he already knows right, right. what you're able to provide. right. But it just goes to show how serious you are in expanding your exactly. mind and 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 because it's know, never your about after the next level. It should never be about what somebody else can offer to you, but how can you be in a value to that person? How can I be of assistance to that next man? Yeah. So a little rascal is listening to this episode right now. He's just like, yeah, man, they talking, they saying adding value, they saying I should be, you know, having a price tag of what my worth is. But how do I get started today? You get started today, first off. Whatever it is that you're actually trying to get into, whatever that can be, you need to start looking for actual either people that's in that same area and trying to be a value to that person. Whether it's, you know, cutting their grass, you know, or uh, going out and weeding out the garden or something like that. Just People to, still do that? I do it. <laughs> I do it for my parents. But basically anything that you can be of value, anything. If it's, hey, look, I can bake you some cookies. Hey, they might love chocolate chip cookies. I'll mm-hmm. bake some cookies. I just want to sit down and talk with you. You know, I really don't have much to offer, but I, I came with this. Because it's, it's ideally not the actual, ooh, I'm going to pay them out. But it's ideally to know to the fact of I want to show them that I'm this serious about what I want to obtain. You can add value to yeah, what they do. So I need to figure out some kind of way I can show them that I'm that serious outside of just, hey, how you did that? Hey, can you teach me how to do this? And there's a book that's called Traction. Uh, the author of the book slipped my mind at the moment, but there's a mm-hmm. book titled Traction, and it literally goes about the steps of how to establish a business and grow your business. For anybody who wish for that, just hit me up by the email. Contact at jcsupport.org. <laughs> at J as in Juliet, S as in Sierra, excuse me, C as in Charlie, S as in support, the word itself, dot org, jcsupport.org. And I do believe, you know, it, it, society right now, the morals are not where they are supposed to be. Expound on that. Respect, for one. A lot of people don't have respect for other people because they think they're above the next man, if that makes sense. Uh, for those looking for content or those producing content? Or is it both ways? Could be both. Could be both. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a CEO of a company 
that's jealous of one of his employees because he knows he's more, he's smarter than him and he's moving up to the okay. next levels quickly. Right. Oh, he's a threat. Yeah, yeah, he's a possible yeah. threat. So he's doing whatever it takes for him not to become that right-hand man or so the CEO, he gets booked down, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it, like I said, it's just both ways, but I think we all have to realize that everybody's human, so we all should understand that whether you know something or you don't know it, yes, I'm willing to teach you, but no, I don't want to waste my time because time is all we truly have we in this world. We can't get it back. Like I said, that is a price as well. So we do have to understand that, okay, if we're going to sit down and have this conversation, one, I do want you to be serious about it, and two, based on the questions you ask, I will be testing you to see how serious you are. That follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's always that follow-up. Two and one, man. So based off of the conversation mm-hmm. we all are having, you know, we know that we're all serious about it because obviously we drove, you know, many miles to get here, you right. know, right. and we are sitting here trying to share this with the, with the public, the general public, you know, to let them know that, hey, there is somebody out there that does want to help you, but you have to want to help yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 years ago from today, 10 years ago, if you could think back that far, what mm. was your mentality about financial health as in understanding your finances and the importance as in the value of a dollar? I had none. 10 years ago, <laughs> the only thing I was worried about is getting money so that I can spend it <laughs> on alcohol, being Man, point blank. I, had none. Real. I mean, <laughs> I was know? out here driving a 2014 Mustang convertible for no reason. And staying in an apartment complex, like I was living backwards. No offense to anybody that's living like that, but for me, they should be offended. <laughs> how they living? Because well, it's never. I never worry about the next man. So whatever that next man is doing, that's his business. Long, that long right. they happy, you happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. So, but mm. on my end, I was like, I know it's more to life. But at that time, I was setting myself up to still end up in that same middle class, like majority of people. That majority of the taxes go through the rat anyway. Race? Yeah. So at that time, I didn't have any financial gain. Once I actually started getting somewhat of knowledge and the IQ in it, uh, I actually ended up trading that out for, you know, an actual car that would save money on the back end with gas, uh, payments, insurance, stuff like that. So all that money that I recruit back, I'm using it now to finance and wealth building. I'm going to follow up with you, Drew. But, Gil, when when was the the first time you, you looked at, when was the first time the light bulb clicked in your head and you said, you know what? There's a different way I could go about this financially. Because overseas. The, oh, the first our deployment. Uh, okay. Overseas. Two, three years ago, 2017. I didn't have any understanding of life until I escaped my reality and went into somebody else's. So what, what, give, give me that age so everybody, everybody listening. How, what was, age were you? I was 23 20, going okay. into 24 Okay. when I went overseas. Things were just my way or the highway. There was no other way about it. And uh, if you didn't understand that, just please go somewhere with yourself. You know, that, that was just my mindset, you know. But until I realized that life is way more than you wanting to live life for yourself, like you said, you know, being able to assist somebody is how you better your life. Being able to teach somebody is how you're going to learn more yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you cannot pass something down, why am I going to give you something else, you know, that you can go and make more money off of if I can't help this person make money, you know? So having the mindset of a producer is what gives you more value compared to just being a consumer. There are people in this world who will take things and when you ask them, why you did that? Because I can. Like, they don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's crazy because it just all boils down to something that happened in their life that changed their mindset of that. Like I said, me, it was deployment. You know, to them, it could be maybe an, an, an anger problem that their parents had or mm-hmm. could have been something that happened at school or something. It's something inside that they're not allowing themselves to let go of or be mm-hmm. open about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so when you factor that in, uh, you allow yourself to move forward, then you start seeing change. 
you know, then you start seeing like a difference you in your environment. To make progress. Right. You're able to walk in them footsteps. Same question for you, Ju. But right. financially, when did you say, you know what, there's a different way I could go about this? Uh, the reason why, to get to the point, is that somebody listening, they haven't even made those decisions yet. The right. decisions to say, I could have done better. Right. Like, they, they already can have the head start right now. So that's why I'm asking. All right. Well, for me, I would say... About two years before we went on deployment, I would say, I think I was 21, 21, we went on deployment. That was 2017. Yes, 2017. I was 22, yeah. So about 21. About 21 for me, basically, you know, we're going to set this on the record. You got to, you got to. Set set this on the record segment of your podcast. We do now. On the record. Set the record, guys. Strictly, I got to say this. Ideally, you are one of those people next to play the impact in my change, especially when the time came when you became the actual squad leader for the actual squad during that time. You remember that? And I was a a specialist. Now, you know, ideally me and Mac and Soul was- That was early that year. Yeah. That was like January. Because December 2015, I came back Mm -hmm. from the the second one, Mm -hmm. met our platoon sergeant, and Mm -hmm. the next month, what we got going on? Right, right, yeah. Okay, All so right. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So at that moment, at that time, um, it was more so meeting you and just, you know, constantly, even though you had that mentality, like I said, mm-hmm. which I told you before, it don't always work, but it worked for me. Okay, you pushed this out some information and sometimes yeah, it sunk yeah. in for me sometimes. And it was like, okay, it caught me like that and that light bulb went off. That's why I, I give you. I probably can't give you enough credit, but I give you credit to how much of an impact you actually played. And now it's like, I, I want to recoup that Facts. and dish that out to other people as well so we can just keep that, that, that whole dish going on. Because I may impact somebody else, which means in turns later on, they're going to impact somebody else. You know, it's a ripple effect. So within that time, that, that, that first two years before we went on deployment, that, that was it for me. That was and, the grind. Yeah, that was that grind year, you know, constantly reading up on things and, and working on myself to get better and to be like, you know what, it's a different avenue than just going about life how I was. So, you know, that was just that that moment. And, I, like, I really appreciate that, for real. Like, Thank you for the consideration. Oh, man, for real. <laughs> about time I smell a rose. <laughs> At least give you that before, World's you know, so give you, got to give you a garden. got to give, look, I'll give you the whole garden at that moment. Like, <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> the things that people didn't tell me is what I wish to tell everybody else, whether mm-hmm. they care about it or not. Mm-hmm. I feel as if it's my obligation to teach it if I learned from it, because right. it wasn't mine in the first place. And it took for you to say, Strick, you can't, you can't force somebody to learn something. He yeah. said, you're always trying to teach something to somebody, tell them what they need to do. And I was like, they need to hear this. He was like, no, you're wasting your time because for the people who never cared about it in the first place, you're giving them so much energy, you're neglecting the people who could be impacted by it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, yeah. Because that, that takes a drain out on you, and that's what I really was trying to get at. And when, once you stop, then those people that really need it, they those never the got ones. it. They yeah. never really initially got it because you're drained out from, you know, being with a stubborn mule mm-hmm. and trying to get them, like, go this way, go this way, but they keep and going they right. And you're trying to yeah. take- <laughs> it's kind of almost like filling a cup up, but it got a hole no, in it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep filling it and it's just not oh. going. And then you got other people that's willing to actually learn and understand you. Their cups are still empty. True. So that's what that's the initial thought. I mean, the the thing I wanted to push on you was like, yo, it worked. With you me. have value. Yeah, you have value. The focus you, of it. It's about, yeah. like I said, you got that sniper effect. You know, you dial in on one person and you want to pull a trigger. I said, me, ideally, I have a shotgun effect. I put the information out into the general public yeah, and whoever, for, you know, yeah, who it hits is going to come back. Who threw that? I needed that. Like, <laughs> you know, right. you want to see who, who do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> right. And to expound on that, there will always be somebody who you don't choose, but they choose you kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, I, I look at, actually, we, well, I know I have a lot of conversations about this, but there's people who, you know, youth, right. and I just be like, that's potential right there. That's, that's somebody who are in need of whatever it is that I can be able to provide and I want them to have this information just so they can win. I just want to see them win. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't want to claim. I don't want to have ownership of nothing. 
I just want to see them get from this level right here to that next level, which mm-hmm. I already know they ready for. Right. But just mentally, it's like they sabotage themselves mm-hmm. from their own greatness. Mm-hmm. And that'd be the frustrating part. So it'd be somebody who, like in my mind, this, this person too rough around the edges. They don't get it. They, they don't conduct themselves in a way that is worthy of a discussion that I believe I could be able to provide for them. Right. So I'm focusing so much attention on somebody and then on the flip hand side, they'll like in passing be like, you know what, that do make sense. You know, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'd be like, yes, somebody listen. And then after that, I'd be like, damn, why it had to be you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be having a moment. You would definitely be surprised who actually listened. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I need to start paying attention as if conduct myself as if somebody is always watching. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's right. when, and so that type of mindset changed where I put content on social media, right. the way how I talk to people. I was speaking to somebody on the phone and my nephew was like, hey, oh, can we do X, Y, and Z? Yes, sir. I'm going to get to you in a moment. Right now we can do X, Y, and Z. Oh, understand, sir. No problem. And so the person on the phone was like, you still at work? <laughs> I'm like, no. He's like, what? Who are you talking to? I'm like, that's my nephew. So mm-hmm. man, why are you talking to him? Like, like, he a grown man, like he an employee. And I was like, well, what, he, what is he going to be when he grow up? Yeah. Still a child? Yeah. You know, so that was just the, the change in the mindset. But it takes a strong amount of training, right? Just like when you say the first 20 minutes when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, I get up in the morning, and the first thing I tell myself is don't look at your phone. Right. <laughs> That's the first thing I say. And then I say, you, you get this thing called a piece of paper and a pencil, and you look at what it was that either I put for my to-do list last night before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. I say what I'm going to do today when I wake up. So develop a system towards what it is that I wish to obtain. And I just take that and I apply that. So if all else fails, did I do what was on my checklist. Right. And that's how I tend to go about that. So with that being said, let me go ahead and uh, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to get with you last. Um, starting with you, what do you believe it takes to be a leader? Ooh. To be a leader, honestly, I'm going to say it like this. I think that's something that you have to be born with. Not just anybody can be a leader because you have certain situations that's really going to put you under pressure and stress, but at the same time, for somebody that's actually a born leader, they're not bothered by it. It's always what we need to do outside of, you know, looking to the next person, dang, what I'm gonna do, or what you think I should do. That's good, that's good, I like that. You know, so if you want a full team or a full structured organization to work, everybody gotta know what they're well equipped and well to deal with. You know you're not, you know, you wanna be that guy up front, number one, you know, I feel like that's more of an ego thing than actually wanting to see your team succeed in life. If you're better at being so, you know, put, uh, the paper pusher or, you know, somebody answering emails outside of just being that person up front and deal with the actual news media and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the idea of the business itself, where it's supposed to go or, you know, what you're supposed to do if you're, you know, out in the field or something like that, then you need to find out. Don't just go for it because you see them getting the glitz and the glamour. Mm-hmm. If that's an actual true leader, like I said, and born, they're going to give the credit where it's due. They're not going to take that. They're not going to fully, oh, well, you know, this and that. A real true leader is going to be set forward to being, you know what, it really wasn't me. It was, you know, X, Y, and Z around me within my team that actually did this because this person did that, you know, thanks to this person that did such and such within the team. I like that. That's, that's a good one right there. It real was. good. So strict, man. Talk to me. Same question, man. What do you believe it takes to be a true leader? Having confidence in what you don't know. And I say that because there's a lot that I did not know. And the reason why I had confidence in not knowing it is because I know I could research it. Mm-hmm. And so when people say, you're great at what you do. No, I just studied it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that I do now. It wasn't that I was doing it when I was a child or in middle school or in high school. It's the fact that I learned to love it as I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And that what became something I'd grown comfortable with doing. Mm. Not a lot of people love working their job every day. Not a lot of people go to school because they just love the school every day. It's about the relationships mm. of the people that they have it with. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think a leader is defined by the people who hold them accountable. Mm. as well. That's true. So if I'm doing something, I'm operating at a certain level and it's like, all right, and everybody is, okay, that's the expectation now. So one day it's like, 
I'm going to try to live off of the things I've done instead of continuing to put in the work. Mm. It takes for that one person to be like, hey, straight, let me, I think you're falling off. Right, you right, know? right. When was the last time you brushed up on your skills, brother? You looking a little rusty. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it hurts at first, but then it's the, that was the kick that I needed to get back into the fight. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what would you say to people that don't have that person to step on their toes in order for them to get back to where they need to be going, moving? It's funny you ask that. Do you think you ignore yourself? This is a question that I have one of my little rascals, right? Do you think, well, I'm not going to make a person, do you think people ignore themselves? Oh, of course. Of course. So as we're having a discussion, and I was telling him, he don't like the situation that he's in, right? And as I was telling him, do you ignore yourself? He was like, why would I ignore myself? And he just was like, it was crazy how much information he was sending, right? You know how some people send a mile-long text message and your mind is like, you know, next time you could press the call button. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. about to sit here and, and look at your, you know, yeah, that <laughs> dissertation <laughs> of your life. But, was your cra- essay. but what I told him was, and he didn't respond back. Like, you know how they leave it on red? Because it was one of those, you have to think about this moment. I said, I actually do you ignore yourself because you don't see your vision. He's like, what do you mean? Who is the person 10 years from now that you would be? When was the last time you talked to that person? How can you have a conversation with me about what it is that you wish to do if you never checked with yourself yet? Mm-hmm. So the progress I wish to make, if I envision myself 10 years from now obtaining something, I now see what the goal is. I thought it with my mind. I said it with my mouth, right? I can hear it as I'm speaking it with my ears. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's missing now? How do you apply that? You got the knowledge. Okay. What motivates you to get to that? Okay, now how are you going to apply that? So 10 years from now, if I own my own businesses, I'm a happy married husband, right? Got about six kids, right? Doing what it is that I love to do. I see myself getting to that point, but why don't I just backwards plan from that? Mm -hmm. So going forward, that's the aspect that I would tell them. It's not that if you find the right person to give you advice is do you allow yourself mm-hmm. to get information? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, it's a book. What was this book? Post-traumatic slave syndrome. Oh, it man. said that people self-sabotage themselves because they believe, they believe that they was not worthy of making progress. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even the action. It wasn't the competition that you was against. It was just you didn't see yourself making progress. Right. Therefore, you didn't make progress. Mm-hmm. So when opportunity knocks at the door, for some reason, they don't want to turn the knob to open the door that was made for them. Nobody else. They were scared to make their own progress because they didn't see themselves making that progress. They didn't see nobody around them make those type of decisions before. Mm-hmm. So to put it in full circle, I had that conversation with myself 10 years from now. And then what can I do today? So if what I'm doing today takes away from what I'm able to achieve tomorrow, Obviously, the person 10 years from now did not do that. So why am I doing it? Right. Am I helping myself or hurting myself? That's how I answer that. And that's good. That's good. And I, I believe, well, I'll, I'll ask you in like simple form. Do you mm-hmm. believe that giving them the worst case scenario up front would allow them to move a little faster or listen to themselves a little more? It's the reality check. That's literally what it is. So somebody said, man, it can't get no worse than this. It is. It's going to. In fact, I hope it gets worse. I said literally in that order, it is worse. It's going to get even worse, right? And I hope it does. Right. And they said, well, why would you say such a thing? Because it always gets worse before it gets better, I promise you. So if you say you're not able to sustain at this level of misunderstanding, this level of discomfort, I hate to see when it's really time for you to make that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. When it's time for you to move forward. Because some people think the environment that they're in now is, is where they need to be. Mm-hmm. But that's not where they were meant to mm-hmm. be. Right, right, right. You know, you got to leave outside of that shell. If all you know is the same people all your life, I simply ask a question. How far did they get? Oh, well, they didn't get far. So if your great-grandmother is living paycheck to paycheck, doing what she can, take care of the people who she loved, then she died. Your grandmother, what she was doing? Well, she, do what she can, you know, she don't have much, you know, she passed. 
would it be rude of me to assume that your mother is living paycheck to paycheck doing what she can mm-hmm. to take care of y'all? But yeah, but it's not her fault. It's not. But what are you doing? Right. How do you set yourself up for that? Mm-hmm. I may not know what's next, but I know what I can I know what I'm Essential. going to be subject to if I've seen it be done this whole time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me think about the uh the ones that, you know, are giving relationship advice, but they're single, you know, uh, that type of effect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. Well, uh, you, you know, the head coach never playing the game. That was the response I seen that's, on that's, Instagram. That's the response all the time. No, man, it's, it's, it's almost like like financial. You know, you're getting financial advice from a, a person living paycheck to paycheck, you know. And that's so true, man. It, it only You can only fake it for so long that's until like it gets to the point where... It comes back around. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's like me being a trainer. What if I was overweight? Oh, yeah, I'm a trainer. You got to take that information that you know, permit that to your life, and then you come back and tell other people what they need to do and, and suggest advice. You can't tell people what to do with their life or give them advice, and you're not living it. You know, when we, were, we were coming up, you know, everybody was born once, and then you get brainwashed See from birth. But there's nothing wrong with re-brainwashing yourself to something that you want to become, despite what your family or your friends or mm-hmm. anybody in your circle may think. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be better than anybody that you're around. And if they don't accept that, then you have to learn to move forward and find new For yourself. friends and new people that will that you can benefit from and they can benefit from you. Does it have to be... Proximity based, like do people have to physically be around you in order for you to improve. No, I don't believe in. They I, don't. I've received the best lessons from people who don't even know me. They don't. Yeah. No, that's true <laughs> because they don't care how they make you feel. Yeah, they don't want you to. They don't care how you react. So say, if you hang up the phone, that's fine. They're gonna go about their lives, mm. you know. But if you're really willing to take that information in, they're gonna give it to you, just the way they know best, you know. And it's just, it's, it's interesting, you know, to see even things that I've done in my past, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be this person and not realizing, okay, am I really living this? Like, yeah. am or, I or from sunup to sundown? Or is it a facade? Am I studying this? Am I practicing this? Am I talking about this to my mm-hmm. friends and family? Or am I just... So you just reacting? Yeah. I call it autopilot. Mm-hmm. You, you're just doing... Just enough to get by. It's like, it's like me. It's like writing a book, how to be a millionaire. But yet you're right here, and you're not a millionaire. But you know the actual tools and what's supposed to happen. But you could have been a millionaire in the past and just had some financial hardships. You know, you can still write the book on that. From learning uh, from perspectives. You know. So if you had a rich friend and a poor friend, you would be in the best position. But no, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. Exactly. That's one of the yeah. greatest books that it was ever made. Uh, that was a disrespectful book, because I had to go back and let my parents know they failed. Hey, sometimes you have to... I was, <laughs> I was so hurt. All I can say is they tried their best on what they knew. But you could have okay. thanked them for it's being like, on... It's, it's not like they knew that, okay, and they hid it from you. Yeah. They tried their best. <laughs> All right. You got to say, not they a... tried their best. If they knew that, I promise you, they would have well, they implemented it. Yes. I didn't have... Well, growing up, I didn't have the, I went without type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. My mother was good at hiding it if it was a situation. Yeah, mine too. I didn't, why, well, why people think that there's a statute of limitations, like as you get older, then they finally tell you the stuff that they give you the, <laughs> you know, but when you get older, you understand conversation. Yeah. So I didn't know my mother was working three jobs. Mm-hmm. So she was working, well, it was literally three jobs, but I never noticed it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wake up in the morning, she's home, cook breakfast, all right, y'all go to school, right? So she'll go work that job. Then she would like, work at, it was two jobs she was working. I don't know what the two jobs specifically was, but when, after, you know, she's at home, put us to sleep, she go work post office. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm just like, why are you working three jobs? Like, what sense they make? Mm-hmm. And her response was, I'm not letting nobody take my kids away from me. And so I was like, mm. cool. Yeah. You know, after the fact. But I never remember my mother not being there. But she always found a way to be there for us. Right. Work the job that she need, right? And her big thing was all of our children need to be together. So, you know, it's, it's me. I have three other siblings. So, of course, it's just four of us in the house. But her, her, that was like her rule. Like, everybody's going to be with me. And she made a way for that to happen. Right. 
And I just was like, yeah, that's drive. That I can was, no longer complain after you can't. That. You can't. You know, that's 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 ideally what their best was. Now, like I said, if she knew that knowledge from that book like it was, I promise you she would have implemented that. But from just from what she know, oh yeah, she 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 did outstanding. She, she did, she used the tools that she had. One day I came home, I was like, Ma, I got this algebra assignment. She said, Babe, you gonna have to get it how you live, man. <laughs> right. They didn't teach mama algebra to school. Right, I right. She had to do what she had to do. Like, you know, I was listening to uh, Peter Vogue. I love Peter Vogue, man. He just got a new album, matter of fact. Well, I say new, but it was just recent. You know, he once said something, millennials, about millennials. You know, millennials being the smartest group of people that there ever was. And I think what he means by that is, like you said earlier, you know, wait until you get a certain age to tell somebody something. Well, now I speak to my, you know, seven-year-old cousin, like he's 35, you know, he'll have conversations with me that, you know, some other people don't even want to. But realizing that, I have to understand that in order to, you know, be a true leader, mm. you have to learn people and adapt to them. You can't let them adapt to you or you can't force them adapt to adapt to you. True. Knowing their strengths and weaknesses. And right. That. So a lot of people say, you know, millennials are lazy or millennials are dumb, you know. It's just because they're not strong enough leader to teach that millennial something, you know. Because or just use their strength. But a lot of people these days don't allow millennials to be, or they don't try to adapt to the certain millennial, uh, the certain individual, I would say, to pull out the greatness in them. You know, uh, somebody once said, you know, we look for the dirt in people. We look for the no, teaching a millennial is kind of like mining for gold. Instead of trying to find the the bunches of dirt, we should be looking for that one ounce of gold within them, you know, mm -hmm. and continuing to try to find ounces of gold. Very impactful. And as you're saying that, I realize, like in our upbringing, well, from when we was, you know, reflecting on our childhood, the internet was not as readily available for us or acceptable. We wasn't thrown into content. No, we were Like what was on the TV, what was on the TV. There, there was no alternative streaming options or mm. as much as a video on demand category to select from. The information that our parents invested in us, that's what we, by default, contributed as a fact. Right. There was no equalizer as mm -hmm. far as the information that you give me. I could go check it. And uh, Mother, Google said, mm -hmm. you know, that I don't think that was even what Google was. Early 2000s, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so by it the time- It was Yahoo at first. Right, mm -hmm. so by the time Google was doing this and thing- And they had Ask a Jeeves, too, at one point. I don't know if y'all remember True. Jeeves. Yeah, I did that like Jeeves. one, two, like yeah. one or two assignments. Yeah, Ask Jeeves, yeah, it was a little white Jeeves. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah. yeah. I think he was from like British or something. A little white guy with nice hair. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, black hair. Yeah. So as we go about that, I seen a post and it says- you can't raise your children the way your parents raised you because that world don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you sure about that? Yeah, you set them up for failure if you do that. But isn't the argument not going back to the fundamentals why somebody is just so ungovernable? So it seems. You can use the blueprint. The blueprint is the foundation, but to set forth those actual kids for what today's society is, that has to be changed. So are you saying as far as like whipping your child or possibly like what? I'm saying what, how, how much value does a parent have now when they have to compete with the world now? It used to be the only people you had to compete was with the limit was your neighborhood mm -hmm. or the people who go to the school. Mm -hmm. Now they're competing with the world. Right. I would say that more so you want to be that actual voice, that one voice, because you're not going to be the only voice in the actual ear or head but more so seek understanding, giving understanding on what's going on. Like Gil said about the whipping, if you're going to whip them, give them understanding on what's going on. I got the lecture as I was being cared for. Same here, same here. <laughs> yeah, it was pronunciation for me. It was being pronounced. Syllables was on yeah, point yeah, with yeah. the beats per yeah, minute, if yeah, you get see, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see that, that, that would be more so, um, how we brought, which, which was fine with us being brought up, but now... It's like you want more of that understanding on, you know, being that we're so in tune with, which is a good thing, on the emotional end mm -hmm. and the mental side of actually talking and getting understanding. This is this is the arrow for it. Mm -hmm. 
back then, you you say some stuff like that back then when we was growing up, like, boy, like, go sit down. Stay in the child's place. Yeah, yeah, right. stay in the child's place. Ain't nobody about to sit here and tell you all that. Like, no, we ain't about to sit here. You're going to do what I say, and that's it. That's, that's usually what it was. Mm-hmm. So how long somebody should enjoy their childhood then? Because I think a lot of those conversations are not had enough. Same time. I feel like the like, same time. You let should a child be. be a child. Like, he's running around. He's acting crazy. But, he need to sit down. Isn't that he's supposed to be enjoying that's that? That's what I was talking about. The same time okay. as in, um, like, when I do with my son, I let him do stuff like that. But also with the understanding of me doing it with him so he can still voice himself and talk, this and that. I'm not shutting anything out in the long haul to where, you know, he doesn't know how to do it because all I did was tell him to shut up, sit down, you know, constantly. Yes, they might come into play when it's time to go to school and stuff like that, but that can be adjusted. If I got to homeschool him, then cool. You know, I'm not going to permit my son to just be sitting in in a desk for like eight hours a day and not being able to, to talk and voice himself. Because even at the age he's at, at now, a lot he's, of his teachers... He's very articulate. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his teachers at his daycare and stuff say he's like, to be even one and not even two yet, he's acting like a four-year-old, five-year-old. That's just from the simple fact of, you know, talking with him and not just giving him the Google Gaga and mm-hmm. this and that, but it's like actually pointing things out as if he was four or five mm-hmm. to him and he's able to reassess and talk because he, he learned like that, like... You can't even say like even bad words around because he's gonna pick up like that mm-hmm. and he's saying them. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's understanding the content because the other day <laughs> he pushed his uh, his little truck down the stairs and they make a whole bunch of commotion and he watched it go down the stairs and once it stopped, he looked at me and he's like, "Oh." Sh-. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Wait. especially at that one year, you're like, how you knew when to say that? Like, how you know exactly the content? Uh, the context of when to actually say something like that, mm-hmm. he's able to pick up on things. Yeah, and be like, when, when the last time I dropped something downstairs <laughs> right, right. and said that? And said that. I'm like, I, I didn't even never. say that around him. So, like, it's, it's real. So now you want to seek that understanding. You also want to still be able to discipline as well, keep them on that right path. But you want to seek the understanding because we're in a day and age where, like I said, emotional health and, and mental health is like a number one thing. And if somebody could strike a point with that, with that, with your child being that voice, you should be that first person, or at least one of those voices to to, to deem that. Because now, when you when you shun them out and they find it from somebody else, guess who they're going to listen to? They want their attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's all about the fight for the attention for the child. For me, I said education would be the answer for all things. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's if my child about to run out on the street, I think I talked about this on another episode. Actually, my child about to run out on the street, I'm not about to sit there and explain to him. You, you shouldn't do that. I need to give him an emotional response so mm-hmm. that could be ingrained in his mind, so he know what not to do next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's a, a way of learning, so right. to speak, through emotion. Right. You know. Yeah. And so there's a you know the debate of spare the ride, spare the child conversation or the. You know, is it considered toxic parenting? Mm. And I just like, well, that's really on the complex of the actual child. That's that's a more of a subjective, yes. you know, standpoint. You can't really say all oh, children don't need to be beat. Some may, some, some, they all learn different. Honestly, the reason know? why they grow up to be the people that they are is because yeah. of the lack of tender yeah, love and care I got, I got a brother and a sister right now that's never been whooped, and they're just fine. They're just fine. For us, me and my other siblings, when we came up. Oh, we got it. <laughs> All right, we got it. And we came out just fine. So it's like on the actual child itself, we don't know that. We can't sit here and put all kids in one category. It's already enough we got an educational system that does that already. I see what you and did. And majority that. of them are failing. Mm-hmm. Some of them are passing, but the rest of them learn in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, so they're you know, passing in school, but failing in life. Right, right. Yeah, you know, so it's like you got to know who that child is. You got to know the actual aspect. Sit down with your child and know who they are, who you're dealing with. How do they learn? Or they're the type of person they learn from their emotional discipline, you know, putting it out so they can remember. Or they're a child that you need to actually whoop so they can know, oh, I'm not going to do that. Right. Or is it that child that need actual understanding to talk to know what they're doing? You need to know these things. When you don't know these things, you result back to what you what will work for you. Right. That might not work for them. So now you're confused. You're, you're not understanding. I did everything I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Why are they still like this? Because they learn different. And I think in reality, like they say, you know, love conquers all. And I'm going to break that down a little bit. You know, being a teacher, mm-hmm. I don't know how it feels to be an educator in the school system, but uh, I could tell you a little something about training people, you know, teaching people things. It's not easy, you know. 
definitely not something that you wake up to do unless you love it, unless you truly have a passion for it, you know? So going to school, doing a nine to five teaching session or sessions in different class periods, it's difficult for a person that doesn't love to educate to have one-on-one setting conversations and try to get to understand that person mm-hmm. because they're just in it for the paycheck, you know? It's mm-hmm. just, let me do what I got to do and get out of here, you know, versus the English teacher that loves English, you know, is the it's top English teacher in the state, right? It's mm-hmm. all about relationships, you know? It's all about mingling with these people, getting to know them because even though they have the wrong way of doing it, they might have the right answer, you know what I'm saying? I see what you did there. Yeah. And, and... um a lot of people don't see that because, again, it has to be done the teacher's way because the teacher knows more than the student. Now, when the student knows something different than the teacher. You're disrupting the class. Get out. Mm-hmm. I'm writing you, you up. You think you're smarter than me? Right. <laughs> and that's just the system. Simple. You know, simply put. You know, you put that the, the credentials, what they need to be done in their hand, and they go out and teach it. But half of the time, they don't even know what they're teaching. Mm-hmm. They or, just, kids, or there's a certain amount of kids that don't understand. But you know? if you give a test like this, you give a test, it was a post like that. You give a test to a monkey, a tiger, a fish, and an elephant and tell them, okay, whoever gets to the highest point of this tree gets an A. Who you think really going to get that A? It's like the, the it's others the naturally handicapped. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it's like you put this this type of educational structure into where you put all these different type of kids that learn differently in one classroom and give them a test and think that's just going to work that way. It's like, what are we really teaching here? Right. And then it's crazy on top of that, y'all give them a test on to see what kind of learner they are, but yet still put them in the classroom. Because it's all about pretty much retention at that point. Since you didn't like, retain yeah, it, you t- you're you tell not... Them, you tell them, oh, you're, con- your you're, you're kinesthetic mm-hmm. or visual learning, this and that. And they know these things now, but, but yet you still, still getting the same quality. It's like, what was the purpose of doing that? <laughs> so that way you can have an excuse. Well, see, I'm this type of learner. Yes, but I have this type of test that you have to take. <laughs> you failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, ideally, like especially with the whole IQ thing, I think it's just funny. You can't really give somebody a test and tell them they have a high IQ and think this person is a genius because that was a structured known intelligence they, made they, by man. They know how to take. Is it, Well, some people, they are not great students. They're just good test takers. Exactly. And I've met those exactly. you know, type of people, and right. I had to look at things differently. It's yeah. like, oh, he did a test he should know. But you when know, it comes like, to the application right, of it, right. it's like, oh, you're horrible. This is why you <laughs> see some people that, that do phenomenally well in school, and they get in real life and don't know what you know what's to go on. And I call these book smart type people. You know, you, you do phenomenally. <laughs> you do out here, and you don't actually sit here and get kids into doing what they're you know what they're comfortable at. Then you will see them succeed. You know, you kind of constantly pondering and trying to implement this book in their head. They don't even learn that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to come bring out the MMs and the skills to teach them how to actually do math. Outside of just drawing on the board. Right, right. It was an artist. I want to say his name was St. John. He was talking to Big Boy's Neighborhood. Mm. And he had a similar expression. He was saying, if you take somebody who's good at doing jump shots, you put them on a football field. They crazy with the jumper. You know, they great, yeah. but they're in the wrong environment mm. to grow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how can you tell somebody, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You yeah. can't make progress. Are they in their environment mm. to make progress right. is the right. question. Yeah. Right. I like that. It's like when people uh, ask me, like, man, what school you went to and this and that? And I tell them the school and it's like, you went to that? Like, I tell, what? I tell it's people like, yeah, I went, I went to public to. school. Like, mm-hmm. man, I thought you went to like some private school or something like that. I'm like, it's not even that because- It's the mentality. Yeah, it's just the mentality of coming out of an actual public school, you have that certain structure you have to go by and that's it. You know, I wasn't giving out that side of the educational, you know, being able to unlock that side at that age, it's later on in, in life, I had to, you know, self-educate myself mm-hmm. where I was comfortable at knowing that type of knowledge I can obtain on that end. I couldn't get that from public school. There is a, a school that's recently opening up where I live, and they're going to have a college model for youth. So just like in college, you would have certain classes, like say on a Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. like that's their school. Hmm. Or if they have certain classes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like that's their school. It's not a Monday through Friday, five day a week type thing. It's kind of like 
Who that was and did a test on that? I think it was a company in China did a test on actually making the work period not five days but four days, and the like the whole like productivity mm-hmm. went up, mm-hmm. skyrocket. When they started making it Monday through Thursday instead of Monday through Friday and giving people three days off, and they come back, productivity skyrocketing out the roof. Mm. So if you're listening, Louisiana with the education system, <laughs> we would like for you to do a trial test on I think these they alternative means they do that. for education. That work. They what, do. What, they what do. parish that was that was actually trying to push for Thursdays. I don't know what parish. I, I know the kids have like blocking schedules now. Yeah, so yeah. like my niece and nephew have like two different book sacks, and mm. I was like, "You forgot your book sack? Oh no, um, that's A day. We doing B day today." And that's what. Mm. Wow. You know, so it was it's certain classes parish. with certain days, they have mm-hmm. to bring certain stuff. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm so happy I don't have to go to school. <laughs> I said, oh, we got to do this with that. No, we can't do that. We have common core math. And I was like, right. first of all, two plus two equals four. And That's I was it. told when you carry the one, you put this on top. And they're like, no, you got to do it this way because this is what the teacher tell us to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, now I see how my mother felt when I talked to her about that algebra. Like, I need help. Like, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> uh, so we're going to go and wrap it up, gentlemen. Now, what I'm going to say is, think back to you, uh, the you, 10 years ago. What would you tell them, starting with you, what would you tell that you 10 years ago, the advice for anything, what would you tell them? I would say, honestly, I wouldn't change nothing. I would tell them, keep doing what you're doing, literally. So you want the convertible Mustang, living rent, keep and don't know- Keep doing what you're doing so I can you- become who I am right now. Don't change nothing. What you been doing for the past hour and 14 minutes? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie because like. You believe in that butterfly effect? You try to change something that's going to mess up everything? Yeah. Yeah. I like the way things are going right now. Like, honestly, like, you know, it's just like, why would I want to go back and change? And so far, I didn't make that change already. It's not like I'm still on that same road. You see what I'm saying? When when you travel back 10 years ago, I'm going to go with you. Because mm. when you leave, I'm going to say, this is what he was supposed to tell you. <laughs> hey, and that might lead to something else. It might put me in a different aspect. But for right now, like, don't change nothing. Because like, <laughs> at one point, I used to be like that. Like, man, if I could go back in time, I would beat the hell out of my own self. Like, in my sleep, <laughs> I would just go back to the house. In your sleep? And just catch it. Just, mm, just one time. So that way he don't know it's you? <laughs> <laughs> like go trade that coin uh, right now. Like this uh, and that. You set me up. But it's like all that to be said is that the knowledge that comes with the experience in life. Because if I was to change that right then and there, there's a lot of things I wouldn't know up until this point because I went back in time and changed it. So all of, everything that I've learned so far in that aspect, I would have to redo in this process coming along right now, if that makes sense. It's some things I'm going to miss out on if I change it back in 10 years. I'm going to miss out on to that point, and I'm not going to be knowledgeable or have that experience. You see what I'm saying? That's like the reverse of the fear of missing out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Gil, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> Same question? Yeah. I think, yeah, 26, from 26 now, 10 years, ago, 10 years ago, I was 16, and that was right around the time when I transitioned from- When Drake dropped the album? Oh. Teacher's Pet- <laughs> To class clown. Okay. And Ooh. I think I would have told okay. myself, okay. don't pay attention to the clowns. Continue being Continue the teacher's being a, pet. Right, right. Because when I would have got out of high school, I would have went straight to college. I probably could have had my master's right now. Right. And uh, I'd be in a greater position. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm thankful for where I'm at now. But mm-hmm. I just see that where it shifted, mm-hmm. it allowed me to not understand why I did what I did for so long. Right. Now I realize that, you know, but I'm so thankful that I met you fellas, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, it's just, just a, um, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> shift back, right. you know, but, but to you, what would you have done 10 years ago? I would have, you know, you ask people that question. People don't ask me that question. <laughs> 10 years ago, I would be 18. Actually, the hilarious, funny story, I joined the National Guard because I was speaking to the recruiter, and he was like, this is how much money you'll be making, right? Mm -hmm. So me being stupid, I thought the active duty paycheck would be the amount of money that I'll be making every month. (laughs) So you signed. I was never never given the the drill paycheck, right? Right, right. So 
I would have sabotaged myself. He signed it. <laughs> I would have sabotaged. I would have said, don't sign that, you big dummy. You're not about to be making no money or whatever. Right, right. And so after I came to that that reality, mm. I had to remind myself, I only joined the National Guard for school, to pay for school. Right. So that gave me the desire to go to school because I wasn't I wasn't making no money that I thought I, I so was like, making. I'm going to just go to school. It, it, was the, it was the mistake I was happy I made. Right. And that makes sense. So yeah. I think if I was to go back in time, I would, oh, great. Now I see how you feel now. Now you see what I'm talking about? Cut the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I see what you're saying now. All right. Well, if I was to give myself something that is productive, I would give myself a pen and a paper and say, you need to be writing more stuff down. That's mm-hmm. what I would tell myself. Mm-hmm. So it's not me telling myself what I should or should not be doing. It's me telling myself to pay attention to your thoughts. Okay. So let me ask you this. Being that you said, okay, somebody's listening to this right now and they just didn't understand the fact of you writing more stuff. What more stuff? Talk to that other 18-year-old that needs to be writing more stuff down. Your mind has a way of eavesdropping on you. Right. So the things that you're doing and you're not aware of subconsciously, mm-hmm. you will start manifesting that. So for people who say, I'm not happy where I'm at right now. Right. They're not being the architect in building the life or whatever it is that they desire. Mm. Taking it and mm. putting it on paper is the same way an architect would draw out a fi- well draw out the building itself, right? And mm. it will go in detail. This will be here for this reason. This will be this many exits. This many windows. I put this here because of this. We're going to change this around. Exactly mm. the blueprint. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And as you're writing that down, you're not paying attention to it now, but take that take that same notebook that you have, put it in the closet. Three years later, when you look at it, it it is going to be the reality check that you need Mm -hmm. because that's you now seeing who you was. So remember the the conversation of who I would have with myself 10 years from now, I have that conversation. Mm -hmm. If you was to have the information you're writing down now, 10 years later, you look back at it. Is that considered a time capsule? Did you just speak to yourself? Yeah, you did. Mine? I like that. I like that. There you go. See? That's why I asked that question. I like that. So you might want to put that in the front of the podcast just to catch people. <laughs> that first, them last 30 seconds that you just said, mm-hmm. take that and upfront that in the front and be like, oh, I got to listen to this. My engineer knows yeah. to do that now. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, so this is Corners and Conversations. Thank you both for the conversation, gentlemen. So y'all take care of yourself. And until next time. Peace. <laughs>